0: Hello. Good morning. And how are you this morning? I hope that, like me, you had a good sleep. I love Sundays. Because even though I'm retired, I still look at Sunday as the day to recuperate, charge whatever batteries I still have, and just enjoy not doing any of the routine things I could be doing on other days. The important thing is the feeling that Sunday has to be different. When I was in Egypt lately, it was not Sunday but Friday as the day of the rest and change. To me, it makes no difference what day of the week it is, and I really do admire the Jewish communities and families because of their strict observance of the Sabbath and the ritual of the family meal on Friday evening with prayers usually from the head of the family and then the Saturday in the synagogue to worship and congregate. I'm here describing an aspect of the idyllic picture of a society, and it may be that you have a different picture, and one that you would prefer. That's all right by me, as we are all humans, and we all have to enjoy our differences and do what pleases us. Provided, of course, we do not harm anything or anyone. Sadly, however, there is a dark side to this humanity within us, and I mention this because I happen to be, it happens to be the twenty-fifth year after one of the most senseless and most heinous acts of criminality that happened to occur in Liverpool. I refer to the abduction of that three-year-old boy, James Bulger from his distracted mother in a supermarket, and the subsequent discovery of that boy, mutilated and ferociously killed, and then laid down on some rail track. Now, this is not a story one would like to think of on a Sunday morning, but when it comes to crimes of this sort, I'm afraid I do not distinguish between Sunday and any other day. I'm aware that My listeners may be too young to know about that crime, but I'm also sure they're old enough to realize that similar crimes have happened recently, both in England and in other countries, particularly in Pakistan, where a young school girl was abducted while on her way from school to home. She was then sexually abused and mutilated and murdered, Actually, this happened on two occasions recently in England and at least two occasions also in Pakistan. The tragedy about the case of James Bulger was that he was abducted by two 10-year-old boys, Robert Thompson and John Venables, and that was back in February 12, 1993. The other crimes were committed by adults, and in the recent case, by no other than the father of the abused and murdered girl. So here I'm in despair as to how beautiful life can be when we observe simple things like rest, meditation, praying, congregating in innocent surroundings, and acting in a manner that would shame even the most vicious of animals, if animals can feel shame. The question must be, why and how? Why does anyone commit such a crime on totally helpless and innocent children? What could have happened in the psyche of the person who does such an act? Well, I'm not a psychologist, and so will not attempt to delve into an analysis. I'm unable to sustain with any professional credibility. But I do not know one thing, and that is if we allow ourselves to read just one sentence of wisdom or one verse from any of the scriptures just once a day, this may be enough to work its way into our inner thoughts and feelings, and hopefully set us off on a beloved course for the rest of the day. One sentence from the Lord's Prayer that says, and lead us not to temptation, maybe the whole balm we need for our spirit to rectify itself and for us to rethink any aberrant ideas we may have at the time. Of course, it's so important to consider how we bring up our children. So much is said about leaving children to develop their own ethos, belief or thought processes and I would feel happy that we do not stifle our children with rigid upbringing. But we also always pride ourselves as parents that we try to give our children the best education that we can afford, and the quality of life that we can assume. We buy them clothes, give them healthy food, and help them develop their potentials, all well and good. But why, for goodness sake, do we not also look at their spiritual development and try to instill in them the notion that we do not live, as Jesus Christ told us, by bread alone. Let us teach them, according to Baha'u'llah, the founder of the Baha'i religion, the value of an act, however infinitesimal, is when viewed in the mirror of the knowledge of God, mightier than a mountain. Every drop proffered in his path is as the sea, in that mirror. That mirror is the mirror we see ourselves in and allow others to see us as well. In this way, we could feel proud and gratified that we only act in our lives in a manner that quantifies the good we do and allows its effects to multiply, especially when others also contribute in the same spirit. Goodbye.